Now, if you don't want to know the score, because you've taped the game while you're out getting to chase your chicks, and you've only just woken up and haven't had time to watch the tape yet, look away now. Great. What a drubbing. 112 points to four in a very lopsided and often smartphone encounter. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 253 of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warwick Nicholson, i got Rob Cox on the line, and yes, this is a podcast, this is Not The Footy Show, and it is August. Uh, how are you doing, Cocksmith? We seem to have missed a few rounds and a few weeks, mate, what happened? Just a couple, um, I put a thing out on Twitter last night that said, you know, we're about to do a pod, there's whispers on the wind, and good old, old, mate, old mate Turtle Wilson from north of the border asked if there'd been an Origin series, and I said I couldn't recall one, so... I thought it was fair enough that we just sort of move on to the real nitty-gritty of, of, you know, the season, which is the finals. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, look, when it comes to Origin, I think Turtle Wilson's going to have to pull his head in, mate, because uh, we don't want to talk about Origin down here, you know. I, I know we came close. Year. We came close to doing one after Origin 2 when you said, well, it was really good, but I think you had to get on a flight the next morning yep. uh, to go to South Australia, and we never actually, you know, Got it stuck into it, and then um, Origin three came along, and I got COVID. So that was fun, yeah. Um, yeah. and a few things else have happened since then. You're lucky to have me, kids. Uh, I'm doing all right, right. Um, but where we're at is that the season has two rounds to go to the finals, and I've titled the podcast "Open Season," Cocksmith, because a month ago it seemed like it was Penrith's comp. It just did. It you know mm. Penrith are going to run the table. They're going to win the minor premiership by you know five games. They'll lose probably two matches all year. And then Nathan Cleary goes and does that. Jerome Luai hurts his knee. Dylan mm. Edwards, as per normal, gets injured at the back end of the year. Mm. And the window has opened up to a bunch of teams. I, I really didn't have much hope for anyone, maybe other than the Sharks or Cowboys a month ago, to, to worry Penrith at all in the grand final. But now, open sesame, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. Um, it, it, you're right. It very much seemed like it was uh, Panthers' premiership to lose uh, and nobody was really within a bull's roar. Mm. Um, but let me say this. Uh, remember last year after Origin as well, Luai went down for a few weeks with a leg issue. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I love Origin. Like, I just love the intensity of it. Right? But, but here's the thing. It does stuff the NRL season up. But it stuffs it for a number of reasons, you know, um, split rounds and, you know, lame duck rounds where teams are fielding a, a, a B or a C grade team because they can't fill it up because all their stars are out. I don't know why the clubs, I don't know why the clubs cop it, to be perfectly honest with you. I know why the players like it. That's funny. The players like, yeah, well, the players like it because, you know, like put it this way, Luai, for example, you know, that injury can happen in any game. So it's not exclusive to origin. But, you know, he makes a fair whack. I'm probably thinking around six to $700,000 a year. You think out of, by now that's where his contract is, yeah. Out of, out of club football. And he's made 45 out of um, not even 10% of his contract. He's, mm. he's made on top with origin. Um, you know, or, origin football does destroy 
the NRL competition to a degree in a lot of different ways. That break in the middle of the year, some people think it's great. It's not, um, you know, they'd be better off having, you know, a couple of different rounds where the, the NRL players may not take so much of a big part in it or the superstars. Um, I know the NRL sees it as a big cash cow and they keep milking it no, every year and, and that's they fine. Can't, they it can't it turf it. They, it's not financially. I'm not saying to turf it. What, yeah. what I'm saying is is the way that the, the competition is at the moment, and hear me out on this, hmm. uh, you know, when we get to 18 teams, which we will in the next three years, uh, you know, maybe, maybe 2026 or something like that. End of the next TV um, deal, you'd think. Because, you know, the competition can't sustain uh, a buy every week. That's pointless. Oh. We've, we've spoken about that before. That'll be, the when first we get to compl- a- that'll be the first complaint from every media outlet, including the ones oh. that wanted 17 teams, which is the Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Come round one next year. Oh, it's not fair that, pl- that fans can't see their favourite players play every week. That'll be the first yeah. thing they say. Yeah. They're the ones that ask for um, we know that there's not really enough NRL players at this point in time mm. uh, to go around. You can, you can, you know, you can put lipstick on some pigs and pretend, but it's still you're still going to water down the competition when you bring more teams in. That being said, there will be an 18th team sooner or later, um, and when we get there, what I think they should do, and some people will howl from the top of the hills, it should be everyone plays each other once, or it has to go into two conferences. The problem, like I've mentioned before, with two conferences is when you split 18 into two, it's nine. And that either means that one game per round will have to be a cross-conference game or there'll be two buys, one from each conference. So we're kind of, I'd say they'd go with a cross-conference um, And if you game. split it, Cocksmith, then you've got the inequality of travel. You've got North Queensland going to Melbourne. You've got North Queensland Absolutely. going to Auckland. And you've got yeah. Parramatta going to Penrith. Yeah. So I say, I say they've, they've got to play each other once. Yeah. Um, the season has to be shortened up. But hold, hold on, do we want to do that? Because that means less games. Oh, no, less cash, cash, cash. Um, yeah, look, the, the, the quandary is until maybe they ever get to 20 teams, but mate, that, that can't happen in the next we 10 years. The, we we had, had that chance. I, We've been there and done it. Yeah. And we, and we so, decided that pay TV was more important, or slash TV was more important than a national competition. So thanks, Foxtel. Thanks, John making, and We're doing it again. Someone making money is more important than the competition. That's which will make you know, money. I, That's the funniest thing about that that whole thing that happened in the nineties is that the the game was was in a, such a good position. It thought, yeah, we can expand to four teams. Just think about that: four teams in one go. Mm, they mm, they got away with they got away with three back in eighty eight, but one of those sides was pretty much a lame duck after two years, which was the Gold Coast. Gold Coast. I, uh, they're still uh, lame ducks. Anyway, right? but so speaking of lame ducks, the St. George Laura Dragons, mate. Um, I got a message <laughs> the other day. Um, and read it. Have you got uh, it? Okay, I'll, I'll bring it up. You can you just you just fill for thirty. I seconds. wrote this. I wrote this, and I still stand by it today. By the way, okay. I'm so I, filthy. It's it's been a build up, mate. This has been a this hasn't been this has been a, a drip effect. This hasn't been you know a, a tidal wave of emotion. This has been building and building and building over the last. Six. What did you, seven what did you years? send it to me on? Can't remember. Oh, it's, uh, on oh, Facebook. Insta- Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Okay. There was a message really? on Facebook. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you put it on. Um, so yeah, I, I was in uh, hospital the other day, and as a way of making me feel better. <laughs> well, <laughs> Warwick just... went to hospital for a bed bath. That's about it, folks. That's <laughs> uh, good. It's good. I just got to find it now. Come on, keep keep filling. 
Well, you want me to play some elevator music or something? Yeah, mate? I do have a bit of that. I'll, if I can, it was a it, it was a post. It was a post that you put up. Um, you here it is. Got it. 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 All right. Read it. All right. So my doctor, I had my gallbladder out, people, and a hernia just for good fun. Um, but my doctor's name was Doctor Yo, and um, Coxsmith started. Yo. Yep. He's got Isaiah. Yep. I think he means Yo. <laughs> Uh, is doing great things on and off the field. And for the record, I've left the Dragons faithful. Well, that's a question mark whether you were ever faithful in the first place. Uh, I can no longer support them. They're dog something and have been for some time without any hope. I didn't call them dogs. Hold on. Let's go back. I called them weak. dogs. They weren't weak, were they? SH1T. <laughs> uh, and have been for some time without any hope for better days anytime soon. I've divorced them. We are done. The end uh, from Roberto Cocksmith. Uh, we're I- done. I thought it was. I wasn't sure what I was reading because I was drugged up, but it, it, it was. It was fun. And Dr. David Yo, well done. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, had Good my choice. first bit of butter in you know over a month the other day. It was fantastic. What an experience. Uh, mm. Speaking of uh, buttering bread or not even doing that and just getting sort of like a 90 day old loaf of something and putting it out in the first grade field. That's what Hook Griffin's been doing for pretty much since he arrived at at the Dragons. Mate, there's just mate. no. There's no rhyme or reason why if you watch the Dragons on the weekend, you can sit there and go, why is Terrell Sloan not playing first grade? When they actually threw the ball around against the Titans, there was, a, there was, there was actually a change in how they approached things. They, they almost gave the game up again. That's, that's classic Dragons. But for, the, for, for two years or for the most of this year, all that he's been trying to do is not lose games. You'd think at this stage of his career, how many games he's been coaching for, which I'm sure is in the well and truly into the hundreds, that Griffin's realised that, you know, maybe the safe option is not the best option because that's what drove you to that kind of text message, mate, is that it's just well, what have I got to look forward to? I've got Ben Hunt playing a Dally M calibre year and we're still going to finish 10th. Yep. Yep. Mate, look, my biggest problem with, with Griffin... It's, it's multi-layered, right? But my biggest problem is is the, the, the type of football they're playing is what I described as dog doo-doo. Yep. Um, it's safe football, like you said, to just try and not lose games, you know. Um, he will be sacked soon. You can, you, you can bet your family jewels on that. It's going to happen. Mm. It, just, it, it, it just seems to be when. It'll either be right at the beginning of next year or at the end of next year, which means, see, this is why I, when I said to you yesterday, uh, you know, away from the pod, we had a phone call, and I I said the thing that I don't like at the moment about the Dragons even winning a game is this: it gives the bloke another, uh, you know, stay of execution. I wish they would just lose six in a row and it would be all over. Mm-hmm. We could just reboot, unfortunately. Oh, they've done that before with, with Griffin in charge, by the way. Yeah, but unfortunately, what's happened is is the way that they've the way that they've recruited now. Um, you know, they've got a a, t- a team, mo- not mostly, but largely made up of of off casts from other teams that people don't want. I mean, Moses Embai, mate, he's on nine hundred grand a year combined. The Tigers, the Tigers, right, who yeah. can't win a game to save their lives, not even in court at the moment, are paying Moses Embai four hundred and fifty grand a year not to show up. At Tigers training, yep. they were so desperate to get rid of him. They're paying four hundred. Can you imagine? Imagine waking up every morning going, "Someone's paying me four fifty, nearly half a million dollars." So not I to don't drive go to there. Concord, not to drive to the centre of excellence. 
the demand. And who would have thought it? And who thinks it's a gr- such a great idea to bring that bloke in and pay him another four fifty to come? Yeah. One mob don't want him anywhere near the joint. The other mob will pay him four fifty to come to the joint. And I mean, just just stick him in front of Cody Ramsey and Terrell Sloan. <laughs> I, I mean, let's go through a few more, shall we? Oh, Max Figo. Oh, Ma- Maguire. Yep. Josh Maguire. His best games were six years ago. Same with Aaron Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Andrew Andrew McCullough is a is a work a workhorse, but I mean, geez, I, I don't know how I don't know how they got rid of uh, what's his name um, and went to the Sharks. What's his name? The uh, yes. that went to the Sharks, McInnes. McInnes, yeah. Um, so Moga, Maguire, Mbai, Woods, McCullough. That they're all. There's probably a couple of others. They're all recruits that Coach Hook has brought in. I'll continue that list for you. Alvaro. Well, sorry, Alvaro, I think it'd been there. Uh, Beal, Jack Bird's a... a well, Bird had a good game on the weekend, but it was the first one in a couple of years. against an absolute dud side, and he carried on like he was the best player in the world. It was great. He actually played well, mm. but seriously. He uh, did. No, I'll, I'll... Billy Burns. Um, <laughs> uh, this year, George Burgess. Hasn't that worked out well? Um, Goseski. Uh, Francis Molo on massive coin from the Cowboys, but, massive. But coin. the one thing, the one thing about Molo is, at least when he showed up at first, he was going well. Jaden Sewell has been an okay signing. I like that one. Moses Sully hasn't been horrible. Um, but it's just retreads, and you look at the New South Wales Cup side for the, the Dragons, and it's just a whole bunch of fringe first graders. You don't go. Well, look, here's, who... a, here's a kid that you want to see play an opportunity in first grade. There's not. They're not there apart from Tyrrell Sloan and. That's pretty much it. See, you know, I know it's hard to build a roster of 25 to 30 blokes. I, know, I get it, you know, under the $9.5 million cap at the moment when you're paying one of them 1.2 or whatever it is, which is fine because Hunt has deserved that money this year. I'll, I'll take my hat off and I'll say Hunt has deserved that money this year. The problem is a lot of these other blokes, you can't even – you couldn't even take four shots of whiskey and squint and think that they'd be near the first grade standard because they're not. They you just see them in New South Wales Cup. That's where they belong. That's just where they belong. And these are the yeah. guys that are filling out roster spots like sixteen to twenty-four. Yeah. And you're probably paying them, you know, twenty percent more than any other club is to play in your reserve grade. Um, what do you reckon uh, Hook Griffin's record at the Dragons is? Forty-five games played, coach. Forty-five games played. I reckon he's won seventeen of them. Oh, not bad. Accurate. Is, am I right? Yeah, 17 from 45. He's won 37.8%. Oh, what a guess. What a um, guess. His overall record, so he's coached 218 NRL games and he's won 130 of them. So he's 52% winning record, but he's only 38 at the Dragons. And and this is sort of drums, sums up the Dragons here for me is that, you know, Mary McGregor got time after time after time, stay of execution, stay of execution, stay of execution. And you're 38% in two seasons since take, since replacing him. So slightly better than better than Griffin. Yeah. It's just there's just nothing. There's nothing to be excited about. To it's still not good enough, mate. It's still not good enough. Thirty eight percent is not good enough. No. And and if it's and and especially when you've brought in probably more than or half of that thirty man roster, when you've spent you know the money that you know he he had last year and this year to build that team mm-hmm. and. When, you, when your best recruits are the ones that we've mentioned, 
you've got to do better. Yep. You know, and if you can't do better, develop the youngsters. I mean, Sloan and, and is it Sullivan or O'Sullivan? Whatever his yeah, name Sullivan, is. Yeah, Sullivan, Jaden. I mean, he looked all right on the weekend, actually. Yeah, playing out dummy they've, played, they've, played, they've played really well. I mean, I know that Sloan is a little sus under the high ball, so develop him. But jamming him back into reserve grade isn't going to develop him. You know, you've got to give him time on the wing. Put him on the wing. You know, let him let him get used to first grade. Um, anyway, look, I am off the Saints, and there will be no going back, mate. I'm done. I've, I've there's been many many years of pain. 2010 was a shining light. When was the premiership they won before 2010? Was it 1978? 79. Mate, I'm over it. I'm off. I'm actually I'm actually more passionate about the Tigers these days because, like I said to you yesterday. I might, didn't they give the you Tigers. 78 reasons to go for them the other day or 72 reasons? The, on, the, the only bad thing about the Tigers is that they're on the bottom of the table because they will improve next year. And if they don't, they can't go much worse. Uh, just There's quickly, no we'll there. get to the Tigers at the back end of the show. I want to talk about the loan situation and why I think Pascal and Sheens are absolute geniuses. But quickly, uh, the Benji Marshall, Tim Sheens, Robbie Farrow, triumvirative. Thoughts quickly? Oh, mate, look, I, I'd love to see Benji do really well. Um, unfortunately, uh, a little bit like St. George, I, th- I think they've got to gut the place. Um, but who are they going to bring in? You know, uh, there's not a glut of, of players running around wanting to play for the Tigers, for firstly, and secondly, who are off contract. It's, it's going to be hard to do a full rebuild um, unless they've got some really good juniors. I know, they've got, not, I know that they're going all right in the juniors, but... Yep. They're going to want to, you know, I don't know if they've been blooding any players. They're going to need to in the next two games. They're going to need to bring a, a fair few of those young blokes in. They've lost by 70-odd. I mean, if they lose by 80 next week, hardly anyone's going to flinch. Yeah. So Mind you, they also they beat Brisbane well, two weeks ago. Correct. And and the, and and I believe they beat the, the Cowboys, like yeah. it or loathe it. Well, yeah, um, we, we obviously are off air for that. But uh, quickly for me... What was their alternative that would had any upside at all? There wasn't. There was not an up alternative with any upside. You don't. If you're bringing in uh, Flanagan, you're not. That's not upside. That's retread. And I think what they've done is the right decision, and it offers a little bit of hope, which is exactly what yeah. you were talking about. You don't have at the Dragons. Yeah, that's that's something we don't have at the Dragons, mate. Until they fire the coach and everyone around him, including those above him, yep. um, I, and I, I don't know how that's going to happen. So that's why I've kind of disassociated myself, but. I I I really love to see. I, I like Sheens for what he's done in rugby league. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if he's the man for the job at the moment, um, but it'll, it's going to be a precursor to Benji coming back or com, coming into the team as a coach. And and I I'm excited to see what happens there. And I really really hope that he does does good things. Uh, quickly on the Raiders, just to give you all a bit of a perspective where I'm sitting with it. Hey, we've we've played all right. We haven't played great, but you know I think we've won. Five of our last six, we're back in the race for the eight. Uh, realistically, the only game in the last couple of months that we lost that we should have won was the one against Saints with the non-call of a penalty at the end of the match. Um, and I thought it was absolutely delicious that the next time they played the Dragons, the exact same thing happened <laughs> in reverse in the last play of the game. Um, Graham Annesley's just going, oh, fantastic, all is right in the world, I'm fine, I'm safe in my job. Good old Teflon. Uh, <laughs> Canberra, look, we haven't been great, but we're winning games, and that couldn't be said for the start of the year. We won two of our first eight. 
to be in this situation. We don't deserve to be in the top eight to get the end of the year, but Brisbane have got the wobbles. The Rabbitohs could lose two games. The Roosters could lose two games. Heck, even Parra could lose two games and we could get in. Uh, absolute bonus round stage for us if we make it. That's how I look at the year. Uh, we've given yep. Xavier Savage an extended run finally. Uh, yep. I didn't like how Ricky, good move. I didn't like how Ricky handled him at the start of the year because I thought there was a chance for him to play on the wing and just get exposure in first grade. And he was playing mm-hmm. guys who hadn't played first grade either. That one, and he obviously hadn't met the standards that Stuart wanted at training. That's the only thing I can think of that's the reason he wasn't playing. Mind you, he was named an extended squad every week, so I don't know where the message is there. But um, what he's done with him has been good. Uh, you've seen the advantage of having Fogarty next to Whiten over the last few weeks. Whiten remains, you know, I think a little bit underwhelming in the grand scheme of things. Uh, you said that you think his form this year has shown more than maybe even when he won a Dally M a couple of years back. Well, hold on, hold on. What I said was I, I'm more <laughs> of a believer in him this year. Yeah. I'm not saying he's form. I haven't watched every minute of every game, so I don't know. But I'll I tell you, if I had a team... And Whiten was playing for that. I'd feel much better if he was playing for Saints at the moment mm. than, you know, I think Whiten is, it's, it's not so much the guy's skill, it's his desire and his, and his, and his drive um, and his toughness. I, 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 I'm not sure if there's, like I said to you yesterday, I think he's probably, I didn't say this to you, but I think, I think he's probably one of the best top, top 15 players in the comp. Oh, he's, he's, um, that's probably my biggest frustration with him is that, he will go long periods of a game where he needs to be involved without touching the ball, especially inside the taking 20. And uh, that was, to be fair, I, I didn't see that against the Knights. It was our defence that got us in trouble at halftime against the Knights on the weekend. But yeah. that is something that, that Whiten has to be called out on by Stewart. And I'm sure to a degree he has. But there, sure. will, there will be, there will be back, there was a game, I think it was against the Panthers. Yeah, it was against the Panthers. We had three sets of six in a row. It was six all, first half. And he didn't touch the ball for twelve straight tackles inside the attacking twenty. He needs to get more involved. I mean, that's that's been the common um, criticism of him. But you know, I, I I certainly I certainly think more of him these days than I did when he did win that mm-hmm. Dalian. Um, yeah. You know, I think he's important to that team and any team he plays in. So Canberra um, have got uh, Manly this weekend in Canberra, and then they play uh, the Tigers in Sydney. They'll win both. They'll win. I should both win both. both. Um, mind you, I, I always worry when I can't think it's a guy like DC and four, and especially when it's their last couple of games together. I know the rest of the team looks like they've checked out mentally, but give those two guys an even break and they can beat you. That's the, the way that their, their careers have sort of been. Not in, not, in, not in Canberra, I don't think, mate. You wouldn't think so, but that gives Canberra a chance. They get to 30 and they should make the eight, but there's still no guarantees because... Well, they've got to have someone drop out in front of them. The Roosters... Brisbane, they all win one game and they pretty much jump ahead of Canberra um, on yep. that 30-point plateau. Right now, Cogsmith, yep. what's your gut feel? We went through just beforehand what the draw is. People probably know what the draw is going in, but at the moment, if Canberra make it, who misses out? Is my question to you. Well, Broncos, I, I would say, are the ones that are going to miss out. Souths aren't missing out. Um, mate, you've, got, look, you've got Souths winning both their games. I've got Souths winning at least one of those games. Okay, so they've got Cowboys, um, they've got Cowboys and Roosters. Yeah. Uh, they could win both. Um, I know the Roosters are, you know, kind of like the form team in the top eight at the moment or they've come into form. 
um, you know, they're doing a typical Robo team thing, which is, you know, kind of spluttering a little bit through the year and, and then, you know, peaking at the right time. He's a master at that. Uh, that's why he's such a good coach. But I can't see Souths missing out, not with Luttrell. Lutt- Mate, Luttrell these days can change a game mm. as good as any player I've ever seen. Um, they can get on his back and and I'm not saying they're going to make the grand final. And I'm not going to say they're going to win it if they do make it. Um, but I don't see them missing out on the eight. Um, I see the Broncos missing out on the eight. Mm. Probably more so. I'm I think more they're confident, the though, in the Broncos beating Saints than I am of the, Ro- the Rabbitohs beating Cowboys and Roosters and the Roosters beating... Where, where is Dortmund. that Broncos game? Uh, Broncos uh, Dragons. At uh, Cogger, I believe. Yeah. Well, Saints are specials at winning games they don't need to. <laughs> uh, and the, the only advantage for Brisbane is they do play before Canberra does in that last round. So, so they'll know what they're they'll know. Do. They'll have their. They'll have. They'll know if they win, they pretty much secure their spot. There's not that pressure of if we lose, we miss out. Um, I can't. Canberra, I can't believe you. I can't believe you've even looked that up. You are a. You are an absolute desperate mate. You are. Uh, Can we get I off actually, the Raiders? I, think, I think we miss out. I'll be honest. Uh, I think we miss out. I, I think uh, you do too. To be honest, I do. I, I don't like to say that because I don't mind the Raiders. I do think you miss out this year. I think it's gonna. We're gonna. Uh, it'll be the status quo as it is now. There yeah, might be a couple of little shuffles. What order but... it ends up. Um, so I said ninth. It's a win for Canberra given how they started the season. And if Brisbane though, if they miss the finals, uh, poor old Kevy, he's gonna need a big, big hug because he would have been thinking a couple of weeks ago heading into that. Tigers game that top four was happening, baby, and now uh, yeah, things could have gone pear shaped. Let's wrap up he'll, on the. He'll, on the top he'll need a he'll need a he'll need a bottle of Jack Daniels or something, mate, um, <laughs> to soothe soothe the pain. Um, but yeah, I, I I think the Raiders do miss out, and I think the Bronx scrape in by the skin of their teeth. My gut feel is if Canberra make it, it'll be at the expense of the Roosters or the Rabbitohs. That's just the gut feel, uh, not Brisbane. Okay. Um, Finally, uh, the next stage of it is the Dally M discussion. We're not going to go into heavy detail, but it looks like it's Nico Hines versus Ben Hunt. I lean towards Nico Hines because of simply where uh, the Sharkies are on the ladder. They've got 16 wins for the season and the Dragons have got 10. The way it generally works is if you win, you're going to get votes. And I, I just can't see Hines not polling in pretty much every game he's played the last, you know, month or so. So at the moment, if if we could trust the Dally M's as being the fair and equitable system that it usually is, uh, I would say that he will end up with the Dally M. Obviously, uh, Penrith, their two main, you know, well, Cleary obviously was a huge chance, but now not. I don't think Dylan Edwards can get there uh, because he's missed that game the other week. Uh, is there anybody else that you can think of that would be a sneaky chance? I mean, Munster's had an amazing month of footy. But yeah. where, I, don't, I don't recall where he was in regards to the rest of the comp. So. I, I don't know the points at all. I, it's, this isn't something that I normally mm. look up because I've always been suspect on how kind of um, tilted the competition can be. And, and you know, but look, I think I think Hines, uh, Hines is a special yep. for this. I um, hope so. He deserves it because he's gone from great replacement for Pappy, fitting for Melbourne last year when they were on the absolute roll. Too. He's mm. the guy. He's the guy at Cronulla, and he's proven that he's more than capable of doing it. So, which well is done, funny Nico. because when 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 they when they bought him, they didn't buy him as a half. They bought him as a fullback, they him and as then... poss- possibly a five eight, more than likely a fullback. 
Um, then Will Kennedy had an awesome back end of last year and they went, well, we're not moving him. Mm. Uh, so I uh, wanted to talk about one other thing before we end up the pod because I think we're going to wrap it pretty quickly. And, and, and that is Channel 9 is the home of rugby league. Is that right? Is that what we keep hearing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do love a headline, the old uh, home of rugby league. We had one bad round on the weekend of blowouts and it was bad. There's no doubt at all. I mean, the results in the weekend, but that's going to happen at this time of year. You get all the good teams playing the bad teams, and who knows? You can have results where there's seven games where the margin's 40 points. It happens. I'm just going to read to you a couple of tweets that have happened on their uh, Twitter timeline in the last couple of days. Um, A radical proposal that was thrown out 30 years ago is the solution to the, inverted commas, mess that is plaguing the game. Uh, the weekend's games have raised an alarming issue the Code's leaders are struggling to contend with. Uh, the next one is the NRL's head of football has defended the state of the game following a weekend of massive blowouts. And after a huge weekend of blowouts, how does the NRL fix this problem? What was the problem with the NRL for the other 23 weeks? Yeah, look, mate, I, I, don't take much, I don't take much notice of anything that happens on Twitter. I think it's a sewer. Yeah. Um, I really do. I think it's an absolute sewer, mostly for lefties. Um, but secondly, for probably, you know, social media kids who are trying to get some points. Um, They're I doing as they're told. That's the worst thing wrong. about what they do. But are they? It's, it's but all, are they? It, no, it's all, it's all the strategy. Them, it's all the strategy them, from up, up top. They think that's what makes a difference. It's laughable. But some of them, some of them go off piste, mate, and, and start, oh, you know, of some, of the, some of those mid-level, some of those mid-level uh, social media people um, they do go off piece sometimes and get a little bit of power and, uh, you know, um, they start to write some stuff. Look, I, I don't think there's any problem with the NRL other than, other than, well, let's talk about this for a moment. Just let, let's put a couple of minutes into this. The biggest problem is the, is the inequity in player talent, right, across mm-hmm. the board. If you, were, if you were to write out the top 50 players in the game, and, and that'll be an arguable thing, it's a, it's, down to a matter of judgment. But if you write out the top 50 players and then see where they spread in the um, in the clubs, you'll notice, obviously, that there is a there is a dis- disproportionate number of those in the top eight teams versus the bottom eight teams, yeah. and especially the top four and the bottom four. So how do we get around that? We bring in a draft. Are mm-hmm. we allowed to bring in a draft? No, because the RLPA doesn't want a draft. Correct. Um, you know, and remember that RFP are the same ones that declare that they need like a year in advance to change clubs. Yet yeah, we have I, I players don't, don't, changing clubs. In the another mob I don't take days. much. Another mob I don't take much notice of. But but let me say this: when when the salary cap was introduced to stop disproportionate numbers of going to certain clubs, at the same time the draft was introduced, and they 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 run hand in hand. They have mm-hmm. to. You can't have a salary cap without a draft, but we right. do. Right. And now we're whinging about the problem. And, the, and the, 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 you know, someone said on the weekend, I can't remember who it was, that maybe there should be a rookie draft. Maybe there should be. Maybe there should be an overall draft. But why, would you you wanted do to- why would you invest in juniors if you know you're going to lose them to a draft? That's the, that's the stupid part about that whole argument is that clubs aren't going to invest in development. There's no well, unless they, unless they get better discounts for juniors, you know, mm-hmm. um, or develop which players is that old chestnut. Well, yeah, there, there was a bit of an argument the other day with Gal and Gus about that. Um, 
you know, developed players could be someone from another junior club that you've developed for, for since they were 17, you know. But if you've scouted them at 17, there's a fair there's a fair argument in the in the the, the point that they were probably decent when you scouted them at 17. Um, yeah. But look, the biggest problem, mate, is is that the, it's it's there isn't anyone or anybody overseeing the um, distribution of talent. I reckon okay. PVL should do that. He seems to be good no, at everything No, I don't think else. he should be doing anything else. <laughs> Nothing. Okay? Let's not uh, go down that little word. Yeah, I'm not going to go down I'll, the grand I'll, final comment. That was the dumbest thing I think I've heard him say, and he said some dumb things over the course of the, the couple of years. Hey, we're just going to shut down uh, Zoom for a second, everybody, and start it up again because I've run out of time, uh, and we'll wrap up the show with a, uh, a question to Cocksmith, which is, are the Tigers management absolute geniuses with the player loan system? We'll be back after the break here and not the footy show. I gotta stop it. So I've got I got two minutes. I got two minutes left do on the thing. I just gotta do end I it. leave and I'll, you call I'll me end back? It, I'll end it, then I'll call you back. Right. Not the footy show. Let's keep it sub one hour. Okay? Yeah, well, it's easy. Half an hour is the aim. Um <laughs> sorry. Can you say that bit again? Well it has been it has been three and a half months since we've done a pod, so mm, mm. um we'd love to catch out? up on. Not the footy show. Okay, we're back. It's episode two fifty three of Not the Footy Show, and Cocksmith has a question before we get on to the uh, well, West Tigers genius eye, mate. The, the 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 thing that the reason why I want to talk about this is because we talked about the Dally M's. You know, mm-hmm. we talk usually the Dally M's means the best player of the year and and whatnot. But I'm going to ask you, right? If you were if you were building a team right now, mm-hmm. and all of the players that play in the NRL were on the market. Forget about price. You got to pick one t- one player to build a team around. Which which I would suggest to you would probably tell me who you think is the best player in the competition. Yeah. Um, you know, let's and let's say that age isn't a factor. Let's just say they're all 24 years old. All of them. So, you're not building for longevity because they you're going to get the same kind of length. Who do you think is the best player? in the competition right now. And they can be any position you like. Go. Tom Trebojevic. Tom Trebojevic. He's my favourite. He's, pro- he's probably my favourite player. And mm. he's someone who wins games for you. If I was picking a side to be, you know, the best, like one of the best teams in the league the rest of the next five years or six years, it'd be Nathan Cleary. But if I was picking a, a player to start with and I wanted my team to play a certain way, mm. I'd probably go with Tommy. What about you? Yeah, look, Tommy came into my – I've got a list of five players, but there's only <laughs> – well, Hang on, I can, I, so I can only have one. <laughs> no, no, no. I had a short list and then I chose who I think. Now, my choice was Cleary. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm an unabashed Cleary fan. I've also beaten up on him a little bit this mm. year because I think um, I think that Origin one was a dismal failure for him. Yep. I think Origin two was a standout, and Origin three wasn't much better than Origin one. Correct. To be fair, there's your Origin review, but, kids. But let's let. But right on his heels, right, nipping right on his heels is Latrell. Um, love him or loathe him, and I, I think he's done some dumb stuff in football. Um, I think he's done some nasty stuff in football. But the way he has come back, forget about his attitude for a moment. I'm talking about the player. Mm. 
the way he's come back from that injury after he took off to America for a few weeks, um, he's come back a different player. He's come back rejuvenated. I like he's what come I've back. Seen. And attitude-wise, yeah. I like what I've seen. He's a bulldozer now, and he's he's changing games at will. He's not the kind of player we all know that will dig in and do the dirt, too much of the dirty work. He mm. likes to save himself a little. But um, when he injects himself into the game, there's always a big impact. Um, and I'm really liking what I'm seeing. I, I, I think we're seeing a new kind of Latrell Mitchell. And, and I a, hope There's a quote that I sent you via message this morning. Mm. You saw that, didn't you? Yes. Latrell. I talk a big game, but always back it up. Now, his form the last six weeks has certainly proven that. But Correct. I'm sorry, but I can't get the last two years at South out of my mind. Where was he at the end of the year? Not there. He was suspended. One, one was suspended and one was injured. Yep. South win a comp in one of the last help. two years if he'd been there, you'd, you'd argue. You'd argue. Even, even as good as... as Penrith were last year, which they were. South and that, if, if, if Mitchell's playing like he is at the moment in the grand final run last year, because they weren't that much better than South last year in the grand scheme of things, Penrith. Interesting point. Interesting point. And, and I, I'm not disagreeing totally. All I'm going to say is that, you know, and I know that there were some unfortunate errors last week mm. when, when they played, but he was in that team last week for one reason only, right? And I'll sound like I'm I'm being a little bit hypocritical here because he he is kind of my second choice. Yep. Um, but he was in that team team last week. They put him in that team. He was a little bit injured, but they put him in that team for one reason. That was to beat Penrith, and they couldn't. And yep. that was without Fisher Harris, Luai, or Cleary. Yep. Three fairly big components of that Penrith team. So I'm not sure that they would have won last year's grand final with him. Um, maybe they would have. Maybe Penrith have just improved a little bit more. But I can say that as an individual, um, you know, I think we very much missed the Latrell we're seeing now for Origin this year. Oh. And I think yeah. South's very much missed him last year. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to know that because it's funny. Hines and Hunt uh, are, you know, neck and neck for the Daly M Award, but neither of those guys are in my top five. As far uh, but Daly M is not... Best player in the game, and I, 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 it hasn't been for a while. It's it's a recognition for the best season. Correct. Well, it should yeah. be. It should be. Sorry, <laughs> it should be a recognition for the best season. It doesn't yeah. mean you're the best player in the game. Uh, well, and well, but but it means you're in that position, or or with your role in well, the positions. Team, don't even work that way, Cocksmith. It's it no, comes down to the the. The last six weeks of the season, if you had a good last six weeks of the season, mm. the Dallium judges give it's, you player of the year in that position. It's laughable. So just just let me ask you this then, all right? And let's just we'll we'll get off this in that's right. 60 or 90, 90 seconds. Hines and Hunt are neck and neck, they're both halfbacks, right? Yeah. Club football, they're both halfbacks. Yeah. Tell me who you tell me who your top three halfbacks are in the competition. Go. Oh, Cleary. Yep. Jerome Hughes, Daly Cherry Evans, but probably Jerry Evans second. Well, you, you've got basically you've you've got exactly what I've got, except at club level, DCE is a better halfback than Hughes, I reckon. But Hughes is 
Hughes is a huge reason why Melbourne have stayed as good as they've been since the, the Ab- Cronk and the Smiths. Absolutely. Show. Absolutely. So I, I had Cleary, Hughes, DCE. Yeah. Yeah. So we were the same. Until and, I changed it, we were the same. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's interesting, isn't it, that neither Hines nor Hunt yeah, but, are in your top three. But we have to be fair income here for a second, and that is uh, where did, you know, I'll just bring up the season. The moment Dragons are 10th, Sharks are third in this season. Let's yeah. go to last year. Sharks nine, uh, Sharks ninth without Hines, and Hines only got yeah. one year of, of that, but Melbourne won the minor premiership, but he wasn't playing halfback. And Dragons finished 11th. That's two years. We'll give you a two-year sample size. You, you can't just because... No, I get it. I know, but that's what I'm saying. And in regards to why we're saying what we're saying, it's... Yeah, I get it. But the Sharks have got more than just... Overreact. High, Sharks have got more than Hines there. I mean, Finucane, don't underestimate what he's done to that team, not only on the field, but off the field, um, as a as somebody who's shown them how to work mm. and, you know. Um, but, hey, hats off to Hines. If, if, he came, if he came to St George, I wouldn't be complaining about one little bit. He's been, you know? he's been spectacular. Just to answer where you said you had Luttrell two, was that right? You would have had Luttrell two. Not second. far behind Cleary. Yeah. Cleary? I would have Teddy two. Yep. I'd probably have Cleary three. Um, I wouldn't have. Hold on, you see, you had you had Cleary one. You said no, no, no. I'm talking about in the overall players. You asked me about the overall players, and I had Tommy first. Oh, you got okay. So I go Tommy. Tommy, Teddy, Cleary, and I wouldn't have Latrell in my top five. Yep. Okay. Uh, right. I, I just yeah. There's a also a kind of way I want my team to play, and there's a. Where line do you have Tommy? That, huh? Where do you have Tommy? Where do you have Tommy? Fullback or center? Oh, fullback. And if you had Teddy in that team, I'd have. <laughs> I'd probably have Teddy on the at, at six or on the wing. I just think Tommy at fullback is just delicious, and and Teddy can play anywhere. Uh, we've had this discussion off air, but if New South Wales have Tedesco and Trebojevic for three games this year, I'm sorry, we're winning that series because every time that Teddy made a half break, Tommy would have been right there. You don't think Latrell on left at left centre would make much difference? I would have helped. <laughs> um, so would Jack White. We've done more than game three. We've done more than that with uh, Crichton. That's an interesting question, Cogsmith. Uh, if you got a view, everybody, let us know uh, mm. if you'd like. Uh, final point of the show is the Tigers deciding mm. that. Um, I remember they made, a, they made a comment after the Panthers rested all their players against them. Do you remember that comment that the Tigers made, Cogsmith? Well, it wasn't the Tigers. It, it, it was Kamali said that he found it slightly disrespectful mm. that the mm. that the Penrith team or the Penrith mm. club wouldn't field a full team because they thought that they were going to win anyway. Mm. Um, then we fast forward to uh, the Tigers getting actually climbed in the bunker, and mm. the Tigers came out and basically said that it's not fair and that's competitively disadvantaged them, and they should have two points. And you know that so they played the that card two times in a row. And then in the space of about three days, they let David Nofaluma go to Melbourne and Oliver Gildart go to the Roosters, which, Look, as far as I'm aware, let, would, would theoretically change the competitive nature of the entire competition, would it not? Let me say this, and I know where you're going with this, right? I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I think. Hmm. I think that they should have... I, I, look, I think that they should have won that game that, that uh, the bunker took off them. I don't think that you should be taking the NRL to court or even threatening it, even though that was probably born out of frustration. Um, I think they got well and truly royally ripped off. 100%. Um, 
by the referees. They, they didn't win the game though. that day. They didn't no, they didn't the win the game. On paper, if you look in the record books, you're not going to see an asterisk next to that game. Yeah. Um, but they were certainly rorted by the system uh, and, and could probably feel a little bit upset about that. Mind but, you, Adam Dewey had two shots at goal the last five minutes. He missed both of them. But yeah. let's not talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, look, I think them, I think the journalists who've been writing about this thing this week, it's, it's, Seems to have taken them six weeks to notice it that uh, Luciano Lalua isn't there any longer, and <laughs> exactly neither is right. Gildart. Yeah, uh, I meant Lu- you know, Luciano as well. Yeah, so you know, basically they've let three players off their roster go to teams in the yeah. top eight. Let, let's be honest top- for a second, though. Let's be honest. Gildart was never a threat to to do much in that NRL team. I don't think he was up to the level for some reason hmm. while he was there, whether it was an injury issue or what. Yep. But Luciano and Nofaluma. The game that they, they, they can change games, though Luciano especially, yep. you know, um, why they let him go is beyond me. Forget salary cap. You just want to, you just want to compete. And I know that he's not going to change everything about a team, but having him in that team definitely made the team a better team. And and whoever's decision it was to let him go, whether he wanted to be there or not, he was always going to go next year, yeah. right? Well, the reason he left is because they didn't want to pay him big money before he signed with the Cowboys. So he yeah. pr- pretty much threw the toys out of the cot and said, well, you don't want me to give them my money, I'll go elsewhere. Now, and he yeah. wanted to go at the start of the year. There's not enough clubs oh. these days, mate, saying – there's not enough clubs th- these days saying to the players, don't want to play here? Well, guess what? We've got another jersey for you to play in, but you're staying here. Correct. So you can go and play in the park. Yeah. Um, or you can sit down and we don't pay you then. If you decide to sit down, we don't pay you at all, you know? But – Fact of the matter is, you're staying here until the end of your contract. If we had a little bit more of that going on, yeah, we might have a couple of players like Gordon Tallis did years ago and sit yeah. a season out. So be it. You got a contract. So be it. Anyway, but what you I wanted the to contract. refer yeah. to as much is that I'll take Melbourne as a good example of this. So at the start of the year, they start off with pretty good roster. Pappenhausen's yeah. healthy, everyone's healthy, and they decide that's their roster for the year. Okay, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Tigers decide that that's the roster for the year. They've got Luciano on there. They've got Gildard on there paying big money. They've got Nofaluma. They're paying massive money. And he was pretty ordinary last year. For a, wing, for a winger, mate, getting half a million dollars. Yeah, a year, it's big... on a huge money. And that's, that's what they decide at the start of the year. Under a, the way the salary cap works. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. A non-goal-kicking winger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and anyway, the season goes on. Pappy gets injured a couple of times. But he comes back. And then ultimately, he gets a knee busted, uh, a kneecap busted. That's yeah. a loss. So is losing other players. Tom Trevojevic isn't playing for Manly the rest of the time. Correct. Why is it okay for Melbourne to basically go, knock, 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 knock. Hey, guys, um, we've got a roster spot that we need to fill and we don't have any players that we've developed at all that we're comfortable putting in first grade. So have you got a guy who's burning 500000 bucks a year? We'll only pay him like fifty, but you're not playing in the finals anyway. We need a player to come and help us win the comp because we're all about winning competitions. You're not about winning competitions. We'll give you some salary cap relief for the rest of the year and um, everyone will be happy. How's that sound? Mm. Well, it, it, sounds, it, it sounds arrogant, doesn't but it? But it also is like, so injuries don't apply to you is basically what you're telling me. So when you put your caps, when you, everyone puts their teams together at the start of the year, you're saying, well, it doesn't matter for us because we're Melbourne. Mm. Um, and this is the same Melbourne storm that attack anybody that ever talks about their tackling techniques publicly. Um, which is just one of the most, as you say, arrogant things in the world. It's the biggest deflection tactic in the history of mankind, but the NRL media is too afraid to go after them because it's Melbourne. 
And mm. you end up with a situation where the Tigers basically go, and this is where I'm going to get to where I think the Tigers are actually geniuses. I think it's completely hypocritical they can complain about the competitive nature of Penrith not playing their best players and um, the NRL taking a game off them when they're happy to give players away. But my issue with the Tigers there is that they're, diff- they're actually making it harder for every other team to win the comp from their own decision, not necessarily from Melbourne's decision, by giving that player away and saying, here is a guy who, who's capable of playing test football. He was on the fringe of New South Wales selection a couple of years ago. Go and have a, a guy, and he's made an impact with them for two, two or three straight weeks. They also let Gildart go, which is a horrible signing for them. They paid him way too much money, and now he's ended up at the um, uh, Roosters, and this is a quote that he had this week. I'm just going to read it to you. He goes, I absolutely love it here at the Roosters. The standard is really high, and they're going to not only develop me as a player, but I feel like I'm settling in a little bit. I'm still contracted to the Tigers for next season, but I'm sure I'm not sure how things will work out. Uh, he says he feels like he has arrived at an NRL side. He played 10 minutes off the bench on the weekend. That's his first, first grade in like about three months. He goes, I think since I've come to the Roosters, I feel like I've arrived and my journey... Um, you know, I felt like my journey has started once I got here. There are some great lads at the Tigers, don't get me wrong, but there are more senior players and more leaders at the Roosters. I've been listening to what they've been saying and I feel like that's really improved me as a player. I learned what it takes in terms of intensity and uh, the intensity in training and the small details. I feel like I've learned a lot. I can't really ask for much more than that. Nuffaluma said pretty much the same thing since he got to the yeah. storm. Yeah. My issue is that, like, they can't go back. Their comments, well, tell me. if you're the teammates and you're hearing them basically say, since we got to these other two clubs, the rest of you guys suck. You don't train properly and you're all amateurs. That's pretty much what they've said. They can't go what, back. What, this, is, what, this is my point. What, this is the whole point I wanted to make. This is brilliant from the Tigers because they are about to get off the contract of David Nofaluma and Oliver Gilda because there's no way they're coming back next year if they've got a, if there any option at all, the Tigers. They don't have to keep them on their contracts next year. They might have to do the old Moses and buy thing and pay out some money. No. They don't have to have them on their rosters next year. What's Gildart getting paid a year? Do you know? Do you know no. what he's getting paid? Uh, the Telegraph will claim they, they might know. I reckon he's probably on two to three. He may be on more. But he was like a, he was an okay Super League player before he came out here. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I think you might be right. I still don't think what they've done is the right thing by oh, fans. Not. No, 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 not at all. But it's smart the on their club. part. I think whoever made that decision is a dope, to be perfectly honest. Letting players go, letting letting perfectly healthy players out of your top hmm. 25 to 30 that you chose and you've been paying for all year yep. and who have been underperforming <laughs> and then you let them go, um, I think is stupid. Whoever made that decision, whichever bloke it is, is stupid. Um, you've got to find a way to get the best out of your players. And if you can't, well, then you need to get a new job because uh-huh. you can't do your job. Um, Nofaluma's on overs, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Nofaluma, you know, he's been a good player, but I don't think he's in the same category as, uh, you know, Selwyn Cobbo. For example, but, but wingers you shouldn't be paying overs anyway, unless they're goal kicking wingers. Yeah, I, I think if they're going to score points for you every week, whether you guys or have the ability to score points for you every week, mm. not just finish. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that Noff is just a finisher. 
Um, you know, we've seen him almost be he on does, the edge he does, of selection. He does good work on the on the back end of um, back lines, like like in, in yeah. coming out of his own end. He's good at that. That's his that's yeah. his skill. You know, he, he's not the best in the competition at it. Let's be honest. You pick Brian Toto or him. I'm having Toto eight days a week, but Noff is getting paid really well from the Tigers. I don't believe he's going to get 500k from from the Storm. No. I don't think the Storm have got 500k to spend on on him. You know, um, he'll also be 29 next year, though, Cocksmith. So if he wants if he wants to stick around, he will take the pay cut. Yeah, but what does he want at 29? Does he want to win competitions or build bank? Well, I think the fact he's already in Melbourne says everything you need to know about what his viewpoint is on um, opportunity yeah. versus money. He's made his money from Maybe. the Tigers. He'll get he'll get his money regardless. The current deal that he's on. If it gets paid out, he'll get his money regardless. So anything he's well, no, that's no, that that's not that's not exactly how it works. You sure? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So if you if you, what happens is when you go as this is what according to Phil Gould, when when you go as a swap player, your contract ceases with the club that you're with and begins with Melbourne. Now that doesn't mean that the contract it ceases for the year. Right, or it ceases for a six-week period, or whatever it is. They've sent him there for the year. They don't have to pay him for the rest of the year. From the point Melbourne pay him. There, yeah, Melbourne pay him. He does have a, a a year to run on his contract at the Tigers. Now, the Tigers are well within their rights to say to him, "Come back, mate. You're not mm. going anywhere. You're, we've seen what you can do. Now we know that you're not terribly out of form. You come back to the fold." Uh, we'll pay you your 500 grand a year, but we're certainly not going to play against you next year. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him go. I'd let Gildart go. I'd let him go. Um, but Nofaluma, I wouldn't let go um, for a couple of reasons, um, but mostly due to the fact that they've invested a lot of money in him over the years. And just because he's having a nice time in Melbourne doesn't mean he's going to be staying there. I wouldn't, I would not let him go. Um, okay. Gildart, they've probably dodged a bullet on if they can get the Roosters to pick up his contract. And I'm not saying they will. The mm. Roosters might just be like, no, we're not, we're not going to be doing that. I think you enjoyed um, the holiday. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see, mate. Um, mm. I, I think, I, look, I think, I think the Tigers management have made some really weird decisions this year. Um, Luciano was the biggest one for me, you know, uh, unless he's, you know, and, and we know that he's not from up there, but unless he's having massive, you know, homesickness issues, and unless his family are there and he's not, um, there's no real good reason to let a player go mid-season like that just to help another club. And like to your point, all they've done is made it harder for other teams to to, to win. And and those other teams, I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't like this I don't like this mid-season lending. You you pick your thirty. If you get injured, that's what stiff cheddar. So if you, get if you don't have a guy for the first month. And that means you miss the finals. Then that means you miss the finals. That's why you play a season. We had this discussion yesterday, Coxsmith. Yes, you yes. Season. You miss. And as Bill Parcells, the great NFL coach, says, your record is what you his record is what you are. That's why you played mm. twenty four games or twenty three games. Mm. And for teams to be able to turn around three weeks out from the finals and go, oh, we'll just have this guy and this guy and this guy because we've lost this guy, this guy, this guy. The mm. Tigers cannot sit there and play the victim card, as far as I'm concerned. It's well, hypocr- mate, hypocritical, hundred percent, and and things like things like even like I don't like the deadline where it's at now. Oh. Um, I think it should be June thirty. Who right? knew? Who knew and, coaches could 
um, wrought the system, Cocksmith. It's not like they've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lodge playing for the Roosters is oh. just a case in point. Well, that, that, one, um, that one, to be fair, he did get released by the Warriors. Now, he got paid out a big amount of money, so bleeding. Well, the Warriors, were, thing, but... the Warriors were stupid. If they were going to pay him that money anyway, sit him down. Yeah, sit him down. Sit down. Sit down for a couple of years, mate. That's where but you're going to sit. Anyway. And you don't get to play. I think we've, but... we've covered off pretty much everything, I think, Crocksmith. Uh, we only planned think... on two or three things, yeah. but we've we've done a number we've, and again. We've, now, we've covered it, mate. Quickly, uh, shorter podcast is the idea. We say it's every year, but I would like to actually mm. um, chat a bit more. Uh, people, we need you to vote with your feet, though. You need to let us know directly whether you want us to do regular pods through uh, the next couple of weeks and into the semis. Um, by that, I mean they could be five minutes, they could be ten minutes, they could be right after games and you get them the next morning. Um, however it works, but we want to hear that you actually want it. Otherwise, we'll just have conversations on the phone like we normally do and waste all the gold. Then I can, then I can swear. <laughs> I can say what I want to say. Yeah. Don't make <laughs> Without... me laugh, right? Without fear of being sued or fired, you know? <laughs> I'm not scared about being fired. Actually, uh, I give a rat's about good. That. So. Um, so anyway, that's been the episode. Uh, get us on Instagram at Not the Footy Show. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter, etc. You can find us on the website. And uh, if you haven't given us an iTunes review or somewhere the like, we would love to hear from you. And a big shout out to uh, Grant Coxford, uh, Isaac Reeves, and Turtle Wilson for responding to our tweet about the fact we were going to be doing. Um, a new show. We do uh, appreciate it. And Grant, it was not a lie. It's fact. Not the footy show is back in 2022 after a four month hiatus. Back, what do you baby. got? We're back. What do you got? What do you got for us, Coxmith, to take us out, mate? Uh, mate, I've got one word for you, buddy. Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show. You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi. <laughs>